didn't see her. Come on and go, baby, so we can get started, Suzanne. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I just, okay. If I have to turn on my camera, let's yes, see. Yes, ma'am. Let me find it. You just been listening to me rant while you come on. Well, <laughs> and I shouldn't call it ranting. I I guess I teach a lot. You're teaching. Right. Call it You're teaching. teaching. When right. I got into commercial real estate, when I left NTS, I did a slew of subdivisions in the early 2000s. And I have family members who found that offensive and would give me the stink eye. And I would just nicely say to them, do you live in a yurt? or a tent i mean <laughs> you live in you live on land that was farmland and before it was farmland it was unincorporated and before that it was probably indian land so yes, everybody so we, we can write some stories that, that's exactly exactly right yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know if anybody take, would read take them. those notes down too juva <laughs> I, mean, I am i'm gonna start using that too okay i'm gonna All ask right, them well. if they lived in a yurt <laughs> <laughs> Well, right, I used to say teepee, but that's probably incorrect and yes. politically incorrect. But do you live in a yurt? So, right. Oh, oh there I am. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say, just, are you recording us now? Uh, yeah, we're good to go. Let me do a real fast roll call. Uh, okay. Bar Barber. Yes, here. Che Cheek. Here. Claire. Here. And Howard. Present. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And good afternoon, everyone. This is the uh, October 23rd, 2023 planning committee meeting. And uh, I'm calling it to order so that we can uh, discuss and hear, well, before we discuss, so we can have a presentation from Rachel Casey about the Clifton and Crescent Hill neighborhood, well, area plan. Um, and then we will have maybe discussions and action. So without a further ado, Casey, we're welcoming you aboard to make your presentation. Great. Thank you, Lula. Um, as Lula said, if any of you guys don't know me, I'm Rachel Casey, a senior planner in the Office of Planning um, and was the project manager for the Clifton and Crescent Hill area plan. Um, can everybody see the presentation here? Yes. Yes. Perfect. We'll be all right. Um, as long as everybody can see it, we're, we're okay. Um, so the Clifton and Crescent Hill area plan um, is uh, case 23 area 0003. Um, some background on the area plan. So Clifton and Crescent Hill are historic neighborhoods uh, in the Northeast portion of the urban services district. Um, there are two previously adopted plans under Plan 2040 for these neighborhoods. So the Clifton Neighborhood Plan and the Crescent Hill Neighborhood Plan update, both of those were adopted in 2002 and they were readopted to Plan 2040. So this new plan uh, will take precedence over those 2002 plans and will replace them um, if and when it is adopted. Uh, and so the plan was initiated um, by members of the Clifton and Crescent Hill Community Councils uh, who reached out to former Metro Council member Bill Hollander um, to initiate the planning process um, and uh, Councilman Hollander um, and the Office of Planning um, split the cost for the plan. So here's a, an overview of the neighborhoods. Um, you can see where they're located in Jefferson County as well as the actual boundaries of the neighborhoods there. So 
Clifton um, is bordered uh, by Melwood Avenue um, on the west, and then the dividing line between the two neighborhoods here is Ewing. Um, and then over um, on the east is kind of the boundary of St. Matthews um, that hits Crescent Hill right here. And then we've got Brownsboro Road to the north and Lexington Road and I-64 to the south. Frankfurt Avenue runs right down the middle. So as uh, we always do for our neighborhood plans, uh, we hired a consultant team um, to help us with this planning process. Uh, and so the primary consultant for this neighborhood plan was the Taylor Seeker Williams Design Group, um, and they had uh, EHI consultants as a, a subconsultant with them. Here is a timeline uh, of the planning process straight from the plan. So um, we hired on the consultant and began the planning process sort of in February, March of 2022. Um, formed our advisory group during that time. Uh, and then as you can see, we had four advisory group meetings down here on the bottom um, throughout the planning process. Um, and then we had two public meetings during the planning process. And then um, as well as these physical meetings that are shown on here, there were also two sur online surveys um, that were also part of the engagement that ran concurrently with public meeting one, and then another survey that ran concurrently with public meeting two. Um, so community engagement, this is what makes up the basis of all neighborhood plans. Um, we get our information from the community and we're just here to compile it um, for them so that they can have a, a guiding document for the future. Uh, so we created an advisory group um, as is standard for most neighborhood plans. I had 21 members um, split evenly, about evenly between the two neighborhoods. Uh, the members were recommended by the community councils, by the Metro Council office. Um, and then we even had a few people um, personally request to be on the advisory group, uh, which is nice that we have the ability to do that now uh, with the updated neighborhood planning ordinance. Um, and like I said, there were four advisory group meetings throughout the process, um, and most of them were at the Crescent Hill Library. Then we had a few um, community events, um, charrettes that we had. So we had our first one in August of 2022. Um, we had an open house uh, visioning event um, at an event in Bingham Park. Um, so Olmstead Parks was already having an event. Um, so we kind of piggybacked off of them. We tried to go where people were already going to be in the neighborhood um, to ho hold the open house. Um, we also had another smaller event in August 2022 at the Frankfurt Avenue um, Cyclovia event. Um, same thing, our visioning, we had our big board out. You can see here um, in the photo on the right. And then we had a second um, open house charrette at um, Crescent Hill United Methodist Church in January of 2023. And so that was for people to review um, the vision statement, review the goals and objectives, and begin to prioritize those goals and objectives. This is, these are two very um, actively engaged communities online. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to tailor your, your planning process to the neighborhoods that you're in. Um, and so you can see the stats here actually on the side of uh, the websites. We had a, a unique website for the plan, cliftoncrescenthillplan.com. There was an interactive map um, which had 294 comments on it, um, which is quite a lot. Uh, and then we, like I said, we had two online surveys with a total of 269 um, survey responses. And then it also, like all of our other plans, hosted documents, meeting information, um, everything you needed to know about the plan. 
So this was the vision statement that was developed for the plan. It's uh, the Clifton and Crescent Hill neighborhoods welcome people of all ages, backgrounds, and abilities with compassion and respect, where fairness, equity, and personal responsibility are core values of the residents and businesses. Our historic character, small businesses, esteemed institutions, and unique environment create places where people love to live, work, and visit. And then I'll just run through the plan components um, and the goals in each plan component. Um, just uh, to keep in mind that under each goal, um, there are objectives and then there's also action items associated with each objective in the plan and in the executive summary. So we have the three standard plan components um, that are required by the neighborhood planning ordinance, which are mobility, land use and community form, and housing. And then there is a fourth plan component that was developed out of uh, community engagement that is quality of life. So for mobility and infrastructure, um, the uh, primary goals were related to safety. This was one of the primary themes that came out of the entire planning process uh, was transportation safety, whether it's for cars or pedestrians or bicycles. Um, people were really concerned um, about safety on the roads in Clifton and Crescent Hill. And so we have improved safety and accessibility for pedestrians improve safety and accessibility for bicyclists, improve road conditions, upgrade public transit, and develop sustainable infrastructure. For land use and community form, this is where um, a lot of the things that came out of land use and community form was related to um, the historic preservation district, the, local pre the Clifton Local Preservation District, and then Crescent Hill, um, and what would be the best way to um, preserve the historic assets of Crescent Hill because it's not a local preservation district and the community um, in Crescent Hill made it clear that they weren't interested in a local preservation district, but that they were still interested in finding ways um, to preserve the historic assets of the community. So that's goal um, number one for land use is preserve historic aesthetics. And then goal number two is to enhance neighborhood scale business corridors. For housing, um, a large theme uh, that came out of the community engagement was that um, Clifton and Crescent Hill are great places to live um, and that everyone wants to make sure that they are great places to live um, for everybody, no matter your income level or your race or your background. Um, so goal, uh, housing goal one was to encourage an equitable housing market. And then again, housing goal two is related to historic preservation and that was preserve historic residential structures. And then quality of life um, is kind of a bit more um, atmospheric, um, things that maybe are uh, more policy programmatic related um, to the community. Um, some things that are physical like um, green spaces and tree canopy, but other things that are more related to um, supporting small businesses, um, having places where the community can gather. Um, so the goals for quality of life were to activate streetscapes, expand the tree canopy, provide high quality green spaces, enhance community spaces, and strengthen community bonds. So today for planning committee, um, after uh, the presentation, any questions and other testimony, um, your required action is to uh, recommend that 23 area 0003, the Clifton and Crescent Hill area plan be scheduled for a public hearing of the planning commission. And that is the end of my presentation. Do the commissioners have any questions? That was wonderful. And you're right, that was fast. 
<laughs> we started six after, I think, and it's now 17 after. So that was fantastic. We can't say that we didn't get the message in less than 20 minutes. Um, members, do you have any questions? I do, Lula. Go ahead, Juva. And I see Claire had her hand up as well. So Claire, you next. And I said I would not make it take long, right? Rachel was fast and I didn't want to make it longer. So I do have a question like on the on the tree canopy one. I'm sure you could figure out would ask that. So when it says expand tree canopy, talk me through what impact that will have, right? Because remember, we have the whole section of the land development code. We have a countywide tree canopy requirement. What I don't want to have happen, and I know there's not a lot of, this would be redevelopment. This would not be new development that in this area. But how will what is in this plan impact a project if somebody did want to take something through? Sure. So almost all of the off the top of my head, um, I don't I I'm pretty sure that there is no, nothing related to tree canopy that is related to private property. It's almost all in the public right of way. Okay. Um, so they have um, an existing uh, Frankfurt Avenue street tree uh, master plan that they want to implement. Um, and so a lot of the recommendations for tree canopy are related to street trees and also related to the canopy in the parks. Um, I know the last time uh, that we came, uh, there was that we came with a neighborhood plan, there was more of a recommendation on private property. And in this plan, the recommendations for tree canopy are pretty exclusive to the public realm. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Claire? Thanks, Lula. Um, so, Rachel, how does uh, the, the public transit uh, recommendations, how do they kind of relate to TARC's long-term uh, transportation plan and, and um, you know, I mean, was there consideration on the planning that TARC has done in the last five years in, in that? There, so there is a, a, one of the recommendations in the plan is to have TARC continue to implement their long range plan. Most of the um, transit recommendations are pretty general in that um, they're I, as I'm sure all of you are aware on Frankfurt Avenue on the north side, there's no sidewalk. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of tarp stops on the north side of Frankfurt Avenue where people are just standing in the grass next to the railroad mm -hmm. tracks. So there's yeah. recommendations on improving the actual stop amenities and improving the access to the stops. Um, and then also um, recommendations about um, frequency. Like we all know that the transit frequency is, is just a challenge for TARC generally throughout the city. Um, so recommendations on trying to increase the frequency um, and maybe that's by removing some stops that maybe have low ridership um, or increasing the number of buses. And then there's also some recommendations. So people really uh, missed the, uh, the Frankfurt Avenue trolley hop um, that went on, but that was a big expense for the community. Um, and that was something that was paid for by the Frankfurt Avenue Business Association. And so I think what people really want is rather than something that was event based, there's a recommendation um, for something that's maybe a bit more of like a neighborhood circulator um, that could more easily get people in the neighborhood over to Kroger or up to St. Matthews um, and something that would allow them to sort of 
get throughout the neighborhood instead of just getting from one point on Frankfurt Avenue to downtown, um, how TARP travels now. Um, so most of it is was related to those items. Um, interestingly enough, while we were doing this plan, there was a lot of work going on um, in, in these neighborhoods on the roads. Um, Frankfurt Avenue was being repaved um, by, by KYTC and going through a right-sizing process. And um, throughout that right-sizing process, actually, um, some TARC stops were changed, altered, uh, removed to try to help increase the frequency and timing um, of, of TARC on Frankfurt Avenue. Does that answer your question? I don't know. There's a lot. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's, thank you very much. Um, you have any, Suzanne? I can't hear you. No, I unmuted myself. Can you touch a little bit? I was looking at the housing vacancy, the difference in the vacancy rate between Crescent Hill, which I might add, when I first moved to Louisville in 1987, my first, uh, first place I lived was Forest Court which is right across stilts. If you just jump the railroad tracks, that's Forest Court. And I loved it dearly and I lived there five years. Um, can you elaborate a little bit as why there, I'm just curious to see a vacancy rate between Clifton and Crescent Hill it, with, it, it just curious about that um, uh, because that surprised me a little bit. Sure, so I think, one thing, one point that we ran up against um, in this planning process a lot is that um, the neighbors and the members of the advisory group really, really wanted very solid um, and accurate data on housing um, and land use, uh, which unfortunately was just really hard for us to get. And uh, so we did our best um, and, and the methodology is explained in the plan of, you know, we have these neighborhood boundaries, but they don't line up with census tracts and census block groups. And that's, you know, how we get data um, is from that information. So we tried to align them as best as possible, um, but because it's not 100% accurate to the neighborhood boundary. There may be some discrepancies in the data and that's also acknowledged in the plan um, because like I said, this was actually a really great um, concern and interest uh, to members of the community there. And so I really don't have a great answer for why that discrepancy exists. I just wanted to acknowledge that the data also may not be uh, the most accurate data that's ever come down <laughs> from the Census Bureau. The, the timing of this study also was done when the water company was doing all that work on Frankfurt Avenue. Is that correct? Right. So, um, yeah, a little bit. The, uh, it was at the very tail end of their work. Um, we started okay. the plan at the tail end of their work. Okay. Alrighty. So to circle back. So there is the, the, the occupancy is a little bit more difficult to decipher and it may not be as dramatic as the report indicates. Correct, yeah, that's essentially what I was uh, trying to get across. Thank you for the okay. very better summary. Um, but like I said, it's just because of um, that discrepancy where we do these area plans based on our own neighborhood boundaries, historic neighborhood boundaries, rather than how the census provides data to us. And so sometimes we have to cut it off um, and it may be that there's information from neighboring census tracts bleeding or neighboring neighborhoods leading into um, the, the Crescent Hill data. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
It sounds like to me you all do good research to even break it down like that. We tried. We tried. I tried. We tried very hard to get this data as accurate as we could, but it was hard. <laughs> I can understand. I used to do advanced planning, so I know all about searching census data. <laughs> So can I ask this, Rachel, because I know that I've had many, some heated, some not conversations with former Councilman Hollander about the, um, and I'm not looking at the report right now, but about the breakdown between rental properties, and it kind of has to go back to what Suzanne was asking, rental properties versus owned properties. And does that tie into what they were saying, what they're asking for when it says housing I think it was like their second point, one of the second or third points. There was one about historical and the other one was about some housing, something. I'm just curious if, like, what was the point there? I know that there was probably, it used to be like about a 45% rental occupancy in his district. Sure. Is that still consistent? Um, I think that would be consistent overall um, for the for the entire district. Based on the, um, let me just you real quick because I did pull it up here. Um, based on the um, the report here, uh, it shows that owner-occupied homes, so if we just look at the reversal of that, mm -hmm. um, it looks like if you average out these two numbers for Clifton and Crescent Hill, which is most of District 9, there's some, some St. Matthews in there too, um, but the, the, if, if you average out 41 and 58, you probably end up with about 45% okay. um, of a renter breakdown. And the average age of those homes is all over, or really most of those properties is all over 50 years. Is that what we, is that historic still? Yes. Sorry, I was yeah. So yeah, 50 years or older is considered um, our, our basis, local Metro's basis for historic. And yeah, you can see here in the beside it, the homes built before 1940, um, a significant portion. So that's a lot of remodeling for updating. That's not a lot of tearing down and building new. Right. A lot of um, this is this is one of the challenges in neighborhoods like Clifton and Crescent Hill, historic neighborhoods. Um, our cities is that um, when thinking about neighborhood plans and thinking about development, um, there's not a lot of greenfield development going on uh, in these neighborhoods. Right. Almost everything is either renovation of existing structures or demolition and reconstruction. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a it's a different um, kind of scenario um, than, like I said, the last neighborhood plan that we brought. Um, that was more suburban and had more opportunity for greenfield development. Okay, thank you. Fifty years old and older, uh, almost all everybody in the neighborhood at some point is re renovating their homes, you know, in the same area. It, it just seems like it's something that's just going to happen anyway. Can you repeat the first part, Lua? I didn't hear it. you were. Yeah, I, said, I don't know how I started, but I, I know what I mean. When I ride through neighborhoods and I see a renovation going on and say like my subdivision, my subdivision, the houses are 54 years old. Okay. And on the, uh, I'll say majority of my surrounding area of my home of the homes in my area all of us are now renovating our homes we've got new basement windows they're putting in new windows all around the house 
for better efficiency of, you know, the weather. Because um, I can't even remember. I, I know the main things are new basements, windows, new windows all around the house. Um, what else? New furnaces. Everything seems to be happening now that we are over 50 years old. That's what I'm saying. And, and, I, and I guess because I'm a planner, I, I look around at neighborhoods all the time to see what's going on. Sometimes I have to report what some things I see, but yeah, I just, that's, it's just in me to watch things like that. And I, it's not just my neighborhood. I've noticed it all over everywhere I drive. I look and I see people in, uh, I'll say beautiful neighborhoods because I want to call mine a beautiful neighborhood. People are trying to take care of their property that's over 50 years of age. Sure, and I think that that was one of the main distinctions here, like I said, is that both um, neighborhoods are National Register District, National Historic Register District um, uh, neighborhoods uh, listed um, on the, the National Historic Register, but only Clifton has that local preservation um, distinction or designation, sorry, um, to where um, they have guidelines um, for how to do things like replace windows. Uh, Whereas Crescent Hill um, has still has historic structures, but they don't have that local preservation district and the community there um, was pretty adamant that they weren't interested in having a, a local preservation district, um, but they still wanted to come up with creative ways to let people know as they're renovating their, their home, you know, what the historic assets are, how they can renovate um, and be sensitive to the historic nature of the home without um, having to, you know, have the requirements and the certificate of appropriateness process um, that the local preservation district requires. So there's a balance in that section between, you know, maintaining what Clifton has and likes in their local preservation district, and then how to have Crescent Hill have some guidelines that aren't necessarily maybe um, as rigid as the local preservation district. But yet still preserving the neighborhoods. Yeah. And that's what's, yeah, that's important. And it's also important for people to be able to have that, this opportunity to work with the neighborhood and the planners. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Um, I, I just have a quick one. Um, I know that, um, uh, we received a, a letter of, of uh, support, support uh, yes. from the Clifton Community Council. Did we receive a comparable letter also from Crescent Hill? Crescent Hill is working on a comparable letter, um, but they are uh, they want to take it to their community council meeting first, um, and they're having that uh, in, on the first week of November. Um, so they plan to have a letter uh, before the hearing of the full planning commission. Okay, thank you. So you didn't hate, but you haven't heard of anybody in opposition at all, right? For us to no, be able to move it forward. We have, I have not received any, um, any opposition. Uh, we had some, you know, we had our general public comment period on the draft right. plan. Uh, and we had some people, you know, point out some inaccuracies in the plan and we fixed all of those. Um, so since okay. we posted the updated draft in October, I haven't heard any negative comments. Okay. Thank you. Oh, Yes, thank you. Um, with that committee, we have a decision to make. Uh, if, Lula, if I do Lula, have Lula, hang on. I think there's one person from the community. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mike, uh, let's see if I pulled it. I got two of you in the 
cue see if I pull over the right one. Let's see. And bring this one over too then. There we go. Now we got two Mike O'Leary's on here. All right, Mike, let's see if we can unmute one of those and you can uh, speak to the committee. Uh, hello, Mike. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Uh, we don't see you, but we see your <laughs> initials. Yes. Well, well thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to, to address you. Uh, there are two things. Uh, one is on page two of the actual uh, neighborhood uh, proposal. Uh -huh. um, uh, I noticed that uh, Mayor Greenberg is mentioned uh, and, and uh, Bill Hollander and Andrew Owen are mentioned. But I don't see uh, Mayor Fisher, and I was just hoping that uh, you could include Mayor Fisher uh, in that. Yeah. I don't think that will be a problem at all, sir. Okay. Well, thank you for reminding us. Thank you, and and also uh, the Culture Committee Council. We just wanted to come on board and to, to say how much we appreciate and we do endorse and support this uh, document. And we, I would be remiss uh, if I did not point out that it is important to note the 2023 Clifton and Crescent Hill area plan will not supersede nor downgrade the Clifton Preservation District and district design guidelines. And uh, the staff uh, were very, very uh, uh, conscious of, of our strong feelings about this. And so I just wanted to be on record with that. But uh, I, uh, on behalf of the Clifton Community Council and our neighborhood, we do wanna uh, thank uh, the staff uh, and and the city for this this fine document so thank you thank you mr o'leary and we want you to know that we're very thankful for for a clifton neighborhood uh president who always comes forth <laughs> with good, thought, good thoughts whether you're for it or against it but we are we are really happy to be privileged to have this kind of report come with your with you and other and your members of Clifton, also the members of Crescent Hill, come forward to work on a plan like this. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Members, do you have any questions of Mr. O'Leary? Okay, they're saying no, but we thank you so much, <coughs> Mr. O'Leary. Thank you, ma'am. Have a good okay. day. Thank you. You too, sir. Um, members, we have before us to make a decision if we feel that the uh, plan is ready to go to the planning commission also there's an exam ex oops, executive session so i think if we move to approve this or send this to the planning commission for a public hearing we would i guess we would put on the agenda for the planning commission that there would be two requests is that right brian oh rachel said yes okay so if you all feel that this plan meets the comprehensive plan 2040 uh, and that it's ready to go, then we would move for approval to send this to planning, send for approval 23 area 0003 to the planning commission uh, public hearing. And then we would have the request being to approve the Clifton Crescent Hill area plan and also the uh, Clifton Crescent Hill executive summary. Am I right? And Lula, yes, yes. I just I know that there's some other citizens on the line and oh they are. And, okay, and, you uh, see more than I, I didn't do know I... if they wanted to if anyone else wanted to comment. 
are asking. Okay, are they? How do you see other people? I don't see them. Well, I mean, when anyway, I hit that's okay. If they want to speak, that's fine. I just can't see them. I saw a chat, but I didn't see any people, other people. Uh, hang thank on. you. Uh, do you see anybody, Brian, that wants to speak? Yeah, I had somebody with their hand up, so I just moved them over. Bill, you can unmute now. Okay, thank you. Can everybody hear me? Yes, sir. We need your name so we will have it in the record. Yes, ma'am. My name is Bill Lisoff, L-I-E-S-H-O-F-F. Uh, I'm vice president at the Clifton Community Council, uh, okay. but I'm speaking more as a longtime resident. Um, I want to echo what Mike O'Leary had put forward about the concern about the preservation district situation. I know that in transitions of government, that sometimes there are reorganizations and then some changes occur. And for that, I wanted to re-emphasize that the preservation district has some very strong feelings for it. Okay. Thank um, you. And otherwise, uh, I'm pleased with the process. I've been part of the process on the advisory group right from the beginning and uh, want to uh, encourage you to keep on with the good work. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And we thank you for participating in the uh, process. It, okay, is there anyone else who wants to speak? Don't see any other hands, and I haven't got any other messages. So right, I don't see anyone on my side of the chat. Okay, I do see that it says fourteen participants, and we started out with nine. So there are other people on; they just not, don't want to speak. And if that's true, then we will proceed then to make our decision whether we're ready to send this on to the planning commission uh, for hearing, as well as request the approval of the the plan and the executive summary. I just need a motion from one of my other three members. I move we uh, recommend this plan uh, be heard at the planning commission and I'm searching for the name of the plan. Uh, it's uh, Clifton Crescent Hill area plan. Thank you. Uh, Clifton Crescent Hill area plan draft uh, be moved and heard at the planning commission. And with the request of approving the plan and the executive summary, because there are two, two, two things that they would have to approve. Thank you for holding my hand, reviewing, oh, approving the plan. I love holding your hand. Summary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been properly moved and seconded for us to uh, recommend and send to the Planning Commission uh, for a public hearing 23 area 0003 for the Clifton, Crescent Hill area plan uh, and request that the plan and the executive summary be uh, taken into consideration uh, for action of approval. Okay, is that good? Any questions? Okay, all in favor, let it be known by the sign of I. Aye. Aye. I heard you and saw one hand. Okay, so I got, I saw two hands. <laughs> good. Okay, with that, is there anything else that the staff needs to uh, tell us before I ask for a uh, motion to adjourn? I was just going to ask Rachel if she has a date in mind for Planning Commission. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, the date. I noticed that if the letter's not coming before November, it needs to be in November after right. that letter. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, just after the first week of November, um, so, so that Crescent Hill can get their letter submitted. Um, anytime after that is fine. So November 16th, that sound good? November 16th sounds perfect. Fantastic. Okay, so are we recommending that we don't have to put that in in it? You don't. No, you don't have to put that in the in the resolution. But we'll, I'll okay. I'll just make a note in the minutes that that, that it's going to go there. Go then. Okay. 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 Thank you. If there's no other business, then I'm just going to ask for a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. Thank you. We are adjourned. All this right. This was you. a wonderful and wonderful meeting. And let me just say, Rachel, we thank you all for all the hard work that you put in for the, to this and that it has come to fruition and we're waiting for it to be implemented. Thank you, Lula. I appreciate you. it. I appreciate all, right. all your time. Okay. okay. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Uh, thank thank you. Later.